Uh, thanks so much for your time this morning. Good morning. Thank you so much. Now, Mr. Leon, in what way does uh, Musi Maimane's election as the first uh, leader, black leader of the Democratic Alliance, herald a new era in South African politics? Well, we'll have to see. Uh, look, he is uh, obviously, and he, he said, if you don't see me as black, you don't see me at all, which I thought was an interesting comment, because uh, self-evidently is the first person of color who leads the Democratic Alliance. Uh, and what he does with his election, quite aside from his other characteristics or merits, is he removes the one big, uh, if you like, uh, uh, criticism of the party made by some. I'm, I'm not sure how much it resonates on the ground, certainly among the commentators and the what I used to call the chattering classes. It, it seems to matter that the DA is a white party or consists of white leadership. The, the, the self-evident fact is the new leader of the Democratic Alliance is not white. Of course, I, I always caution about this, and not, not just because I happen to be white and I led the party for um, until 2008. If you go back to 1994, when uh, I was in Parliament and became leader of the Democratic Party, the whole range of very significant opposition parties there who were more popular than the Democratic Party at the time, and Carter was the obvious example, it had about five times more support. Uh, the PAC and the DP were even Stevens, uh, Zappa was a bit smaller, but, but these were parties very, very significant uh, struggle credentials, and every one of them has either disappeared or fallen backwards, and the DA has gone forward, and under that, during that period, the DA had white leaders, and those parties did not. So I, I do think it's important to say that in and of itself, whether your leader is black or white or colored, is not going to determine the future success of the party. It might be a very... Uh, important add-on, and, and time's going to tell whether that is so. Now, you say that Maimane must adapt tactics and change strategies when necessary to grow the DA further. What do you mean by that, and, and, and where do you think those changes need to happen? Well, <laughs> I'm not going to sit in the armchair and, you know, one of these armchair generals and say, go into the field of battle and, and do this or do that, but I do know, because my own lived experience or something I read in a book, that... Uh, You've got to change tactics and strategies from time to time. Uh, but I think there's a distinction between strategies and principles. I think the principles should not be changed. But I think that as circumstances change, you need to adapt. I certainly did that. Helen Zilla did that. And presumably that's one of the reasons that the party has changed and uh, gone further than it was in 1994, 1.7%, now 22%. That's growth. And that happened because we didn't stick to the same script all the time and we got new ones and we got new ideas. You know, for example, the local government elections, that you can't always fight the next election the same way as you fought the last one or the one before that. You've got to look at the environment, the landscape, and say, okay, this is what we want to achieve and this is how we're going to achieve it. And that really is the tactic and the strategy is the ultimate goal. And as you said, my Marnie yesterday uh, in his speech set up those goals and you know, that's ambitious, but you also then get judged by whether you meet your goals or you fall short of them. And um, obviously, uh, you know, you gave that speech yesterday at the Congress and you had a few tips for uh, Musi Maimane. Which would you say is the most important thing that he should be cognizant of right now? Well, you know, I, in fact, the same advice I gave to Helen Zilla when I hand over to her seven years ago. I, I think the moment of your victory is the moment that your political capital is at its height. So that's when you can start doing things. And, you know, you, you, you've got to lead from the front. You can't just sit around, well, some other parties in South Africa are led by people 
who only reflect the consensus in their ranks and they don't provide much leadership. I think the leader of the opposition has got to show the way and he's also got to take people with him when he shows the way. So um, I, I think that's very important. I also think the other thing is he has inherited a very uh, significant machine, but it's also only 22% of the votes in South Africa, which means that he can do a lot and he's expected to do a lot, but some of it's going to depend on events quite outside his control. What is the ANC going to do? What direction is the economy moving in? Those facts, which are not controlled by the leader of the opposition, will also influence how um, he achieves his goals or doesn't. So some of his critics say that Maimane is a relative novice. Uh, do you think that he is thick-skinned enough um, you know, to tackle the other players on the political landscape right now? Well, he gets uh, quite a lot of criticism uh, from you know, friendly fire from his own ranks and uh, uh, from some people in the media and, and uh, certainly from the ANC. But, and that's absolutely correct. I mean, it's not a, it's not a love fest. You don't all sit around a, a campfire sing Kumbaya. It's a robust democracy. He seems so far to have coped well with it. But, uh, you know, early days, uh, you, need a, you do need a pretty tough skin as, <laughs> to, 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 to keep going. And also not to get blindsided. I mean, I mean, the worst thing, uh, and I have some experience from the opposition side, is, is to start believing the narrative of your critics or thinking that's what you've got to respond to. I mean, you've got to have enough self-confidence and not self-confidence based on uh, some wild imagining, self-confidence based on a realistic grasp of the environment you're in, to say, well, this is what I'm going to do. There's going to be an enormous amount of uh, criticism, but I must keep doing it. And uh, obviously... Um, you know, it, it's changed a lot since I was the leader. Um, we now have Twitter. We have social media, which explodes. Uh, it's quite extraordinary how quickly the narrative changes, um, and you don't have time really to make up a response. You've got to deal with the response, or else the fire just rages on and on. And that's uh, a very much sterner test, I think, for a politician in 2015 than, say, it was in 1994 when I was, first became the leader of the party. Well, thanks for your time this morning, uh, former DA leader Tony Leon. And uh, for a bit more on this, some analysis, uh, we're joined on the line by political analyst Ibrahim Fakir. Mr. Fakir, thanks so much for your time. Hi, good morning, Sakina, to you and your listeners. Do you think that the DA Federal Congress, um, you know, has finally elected, found that one person that the party always wanted? Well, it would, you know, whoever they would have elected would have been the person they wanted. Um, I presume your question appears to suggest that they found in Musi Maimani a black leader who has both the charisma as well as the values embodied by the DA, and that's probably true. Um, but, you know, I, I don't think we should overstate the question and the issue of race. Uh, I'm not saying we must disregard it, nor am I saying it must be ignored. But there's this crude interpretation that because they merely have a black leader, they will, they will, they will therefore appeal to a greater number of black people. Well, a whole range of opposition parties have had black leaders historically, and yet they've shrunk uh, instead of grown. And Tony Leon just pointed that out. Um, and of course, the evidence is there for everyone to see. So the crude interpretation of identity merely as race, I don't think, is the trick. That's not to say it doesn't matter. Uh, of course it will matter. 
but I think what my man has shown over the last little while is a bit of leadership. Now, of course, he's come under criticism for having, you know, people saying he flip-flopped on a number of issues. One day he supports referenda on two key public values, and another day he didn't. What that, in fact, displayed was that he was able to sit back, think, take the advice from critics, uh, hear what his party had to say, and then change tack. So, you know, you obviously don't want a leader who changes his mind that often, but it does, it is a mark of leadership to, 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 to appear to suggest that, look, I may have said something um, which I don't, in fact, uh, agree with and shouldn't agree with because it doesn't accord with what the, what the party wants and what the party is going to stand for, and therefore I change. And there is, of course, a perception that, you know, um, a DA has currently reached its ceiling. But how do you see this new DA leadership that was elected over the weekend um, help the party grow? Well, I mean, at every election, um, commentators suggest that the DA has reached its ceiling. Uh, and, and they say that every every election. Sometimes I wonder whether it's commentators repeating and rehearsing a script which is given to them by other political parties or by rivals, or whether it's some political rival who sets the script in the agenda. So, you know, I'm not going to suggest, and I don't know whether they will have reached their ceiling, but the evidence before us, uh, successive elections, have suggested that the DA have grown. And if you take the last local government elections, even in core African townships, the DA increased its support by, on average, 3%. Of course, it differed in, in, depending on which township you looked at. But on average, it was it was 3%. Now, whether that would grow even further um, in the next local government elections next year, whether they're able to take a metro, uh, that only has some or fortune teller would be able to tell you, but it does appear as if the prospects for them to grow their party, at least in terms of numbers and in terms of support, uh, is obviously high. But I think what they need to be cautious about is crafting now going forward the policies of the party.